if you're going to race cars, mate, you're going to crash cars. Are you telling me you made a time machine out of a McLaren? Oh, my dad always says you shouldn't hit boys, mate. Huh? Oh, well, we're not friends. Well, racing is life. Anything that happens before or after, just waiting. You're listening to The Grid Girls with Saski and Sarah. About that podcast we're recording, someone forgot to turn the recording on. Because someone is a dumbass. <laughs> someone, someone has had a few gins and is very busy and important. It's fine. It's fine. You keep, you keep telling yourself that, Saski. <laughs> my friend has a, my friend has a, a something, her, uh, Easy, and that's the name of it. I'm very busy and important, <laughs> and you can get it on a coffee mug too. And I'm like, I want that. That's excellent. I have a coffee mug that says, "Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing." Even though <laughs> I'm not the biggest Timmy fan, it's like perfect for a coffee. It's mug. still great. I don't own any coffee mugs because I don't drink coffee. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I do that have like a you problem. I, I do have, however. Wait, double walled glass tumbler with oh Lisa God. Frank stickers on it. That's excellent. Saski. I take it to I work with all the guys. I have a story. Yes. Um, speaking of that sounds like a you problem. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a third person on the podcast this week. And it is yeah. it is Elizabeth Worth. Say hi. Hi. Um the, the that sounds like a you problem story from last night was fucking amazing, and you should probably retell it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I live at University of Texas, off campus. In order to get home, I have to walk by frat houses. I'm walking home past frat houses, as you do, and there's a guy on the side of, in the corner, and he stops me and asks, can you help me, ma'am, miss, whatever. Skeptically, I say okay, because I, I don't know. And um, he asks, uh, tell you about details or you can leave, and like, or just walk away. And I was like, no. He goes, no? And I'm like, nah, I'm all right. He goes, well, I'm not all right. I'm sad. And I, I, you know, the whole summer, it's just the standard that sounds like a you problem. So I lift my head in the eyes and say, that sounds like a you problem. And then just walk off into the distance. <laughs> it's one of those moments where you get it right and you're just like, yeah, this is the coolest I'm ever going to be and no one good got to witness it. That happens to me all the time. I'm like, man, I was awesome and there is no one here to appreciate it. Nobody saw it. I didn't even realize it until I had walked away. And I was like, man, I the look on his face because I'm sure it was golden. <laughs> That's beautiful. Alas. Excellent. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, this lives in Austin, and we're going to be visiting. Well, Saskia's not. I am. I'm going to be visiting. Yes. <laughs> a bit poor. Saskia's a little poor. Um, yeah, we'll be going down there for the U.S. Grand Prix in like, let me look, I have a countdown. 43 days I will be. Saskia's a bit poor, and flights to Austin from Canada are about like $700 return. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, you know what? That's several pieces of furniture. <laughs> I'm, I'm a pet. Yeah, I know. But uh, it should be fun. It should be a good time. 
it should be an excellent time. I am very, very jealous of y'all getting to go down there. Um, I still have yet to get to an actual F1 race, despite living in the same hemisphere as two of them now, the same country area, yeah. and despite having lived in Melbourne for four years. Stasky, you fucked never up. Never got to a race. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, I feel really bad now that I no longer live in Melbourne, and I'm like, you had four years of opportunity. Four years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you fucked up. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> but it's fine. Um, so I don't really want to talk about Monza. Um, mm. Unfortunately, Sarah, <laughs> as much as neither of you want to talk about Monza, the premise of this podcast is that we talk about Formula <laughs> One races. So I feel like you may just have to bite the bullet and deal with your Nico Rosberg sad. Uh, this is bad. It's not just that. It's just that like everything about that race was just gross. I'm just not happy. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, uh, look. So so I admit I may have missed the race. I may have woken up and watched the start, and then Lewis was leading by like the third quarter. Oh, I was like, what? Lewis I was like, fuck this, I'm going back to bed. It's like 8.30 in the morning, I'm going back to bed. I should have done that. I didn't even, I didn't even get out of bed. I literally just stayed in bed with the computer beside me open on the stream. I just intermittently woke up and was like, uh, yep, nah, yep, Lewis is, nah, still winning, yep. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, what, okay, I guess. Let's start at the very beginning. Yeah. The Kimmy, very best place to Kimmy's start. start. <laughs> Kimmy's not start. Kimmy's. <laughs> the lack of start. Yes. The lack of start. I, I love all the people that were like, oh my god, the anti-stall failed, or this failed. It's like, firstly, do we even have anti-stall at the start anymore now that it's all like, now that the rules have changed and it's more controlled than that, like there's more within the driver. Like, that start was... It was his fault. Yeah, I was like... It was his fault. Oh, yeah. Contrary to everything else that has happened to Kenny Reich in this season, this one was on him. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah, but the, the fun thing, I guess, for him and for his fans is that, you know, he was in last place to start the race, basically, and he fought his, he fought his way back up to, like, 14th by the end of the first lap. Like, that's mm-hmm. not that... That that's being said, bad. by the end of the first lap, you'd lost two Lotuses. That's true. Um, he'd got past the two Manners. Oh. <laughs> that's not hard. So, you're like, oh my god, he got to 14th place. Well, four of those cars practically didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other one was... was It was probably one of the McLarens, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, there was, yeah. and then there was two McLarens. So, really, he got to 14th by the end of, what, the first lap? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure that's two Lotuses, two Manners, <laughs> and two McLarens. Like, that's not exactly a massive achievement. No. I tried. I tried to be nice. Tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. That being said, he did do some excellent overtaking in the other parts of the race. Yeah, that's true. But that's true. we're not out yet. Let's talk about the, the Lotuses. What the hell happened there? What the hell? I just, got, I just woke up after the race with a message from my brother, which was the screen cap of another weekend of successful betting of Pastor Maldonado to be first to retire. So uh, the Australian bookmakers give you six to one odds for Maldonado. So my brother puts on five bucks, that's all. And he makes like 35 bucks, 40 bucks from them just about every time. He's like, this is great. It covers all my other betting. 
he's basically he basically bets. This is his bet. Lewis for the win. Lewis for, Lewis for the pole. Lewis for the win. Maldonado for the first to retire. And often he plays he plays it as a triple, like as a parlay, yeah. and does really really well. Well, yeah, that's a fucking it's easy bet to make. I know. It's surprising how good the odds are for how regular <laughs> this is the occurrence. For real, though. I'm surprised <laughs> nobody else is doing that, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I was like, uh, well, technically, I'm not allowed to bet on sport. It's part of one of my employment contracts. So, oh, really? Yeah, literally, that's part of one of my contracts that says you will not bet on sport. It's like... I'm actually not even sure how to bet on sports in America. Yeah. To be honest, I know how to bet on sports in Australia, but not here. Yeah, I, I think I think most of the betting my father and I used to do was at the start of the season. He'd be like, "Let's put twenty bucks on someone winning the Stanley Cup." We got it wrong every time, oh, every course. single time. <laughs> That's part of the fun, though. Like, but yeah, how badly can you fuck up? Exactly, the father-daughter discussion. But so Kimmy's Kimmy had a start. It wasn't great. In fact, it was terrible. The Lotuses did their thing. Do you think Roman Grosjean has, like, nightmares about Pastor Maldonado being his teammate at this point? He, like, sees him and just, like, oh, oh no. I, I don't know. Pastor Maldonado is one of those. It's, it's going to be, look, if Renault becomes, if Lotus turns into the Renault Works team, it's going to be super interesting. Because do they keep Maldonado? No. Or do they go, actually, we don't need a paid driver. Let's get someone who's legit. I think probably if Renault becomes a Works team, Jolene Palmer gets a drive. Maybe. Um, I don't think they would stick with Maldonado. But, yeah, I, it'd be cool if it were Grosjean. And- if Maldonado got rid of Salva, Salva would be sitting there going, fuck, fuck, how do, how, how do we get rid of Marcus Erickson? How do we get rid of Marcus Erickson without getting sued? Sign 18 guys and then pick two of them and figure our shit out later. It'll be fine. Nothing will go wrong. It's a foolproof plan. How fast can we throw him over the edge of the boat? We'll rebrand to not Sweden colors. We'll get Guido Vandergaard to help, and then he can be a... <laughs> Look, Guido Vandergaard still has one of the best Twitter accounts around, I have to say. He does. I really... Can't get a seat here. <laughs> I wish he would go to Formula E. Please. He'd be really good there. He would kill yeah. it. Like, there's, there's some good banter in Formula E. There really is. He would be... He'd fit right in there. Yeah. Yeah. So, maybe... Maybe in the future. I mean, he's got to drive somewhere at some point, right? Yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean... One would assume. Here's the thing. How many people do we have sitting around right now, like, staring, like, wishfully at the Haas Racing headquarters? Like, like we've ten. got... Yeah, ten. We've got, we've got both Ferrari test drivers. Yo, what we've if you ever got drives for Haas? I didn't even consider this. <laughs> I did not even think about this. What... Oh no! If you had the choice, okay, okay. Let's say we know your number one choice for Haas Racing is not going to happen. Rossi. It's not going to happen. That they've come out in the last day or two and said we're not signing Alex Rossi. They've actually said an American driver, but that but means he's got to be Alex Rossi because he's the only American with a super license. So we know who you're talking about. He was the only one pulling for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So your options left. Are Guido Vandergaard, potentially Adrian Satil, um, please God, please John God. Eric Verne, <laughs> uh, Esteban Gutierrez, 
Yeah. Uh, potentially two thirds of the McLaren test driving database. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. Um, Max Chilton was in there. Max Chilton. Yep. Yep. Really? Because this yeah. is how much. Unfortunately, <laughs> this is a podcast, so no one can see my facial expression right now. And I'm like, you're kidding me. Like, like we just said Haas wasn't taking pay drivers, and then we suggested Max Chilton. <laughs> well, he has been he, did win, yeah. he did win an Indy Lights race this year. He did. Good but for he's won. But what? if you're okay, if you're gonna sign fucking Max Chilton because he won a goddamn Indy Lights race, and you're not gonna sign Alex Rossi, like get away from my face. I don't yeah, even yeah. wanna. I don't want anything. Look, look. Did the chance of Max Chilton getting signed to Haas Racing is Zero. somewhere between Zero. the chance of Tom and Jordan getting signed to Haas Racing, or me getting signed to Haas Racing. It's not happening. Yeah. That being said, the other two can at least drive a car with, with gears. I have no idea how to drive a manual car. I don't know gears or things like that. I don't know how to change gears. So I can only drive an automatic. <laughs> I keep seeing these things of like communications people like or like media people testing cars and things. I'm like, fuck, you'd put me in the car and be like, I'm really sorry guys, I don't actually know how to drive this. <laughs> I, I could do it. Yeah. I could yeah. do it. It would be great. Anyways. Um I'm really happy we stopped talking about Monza, but I guess we have to finish. No, we have to go back <laughs> to Monza. We yeah. need to talk about the world's most suspect team messages. Oh yeah. I mean I guess we can. I mean, <laughs> like, like, Mercedes do realize that we brought, that Mercedes does realize that they broadcast team messages across television, right? Yeah, but here's the thing. If they knew that they might get a time penalty for the whole tire thing, even though apparently they didn't do anything to the tires and, like, they were at the right PSI, I, I'm so tired of talking about fucking inflating Thing. <laughs> like, I'm so done with this. I live in well, I mean, everything. This um, weekend, after after everything that's gone down with Pirelli, they made a big deal about tire pressure to the extent that two GP2 drivers got thrown to the back of the grid on, on the Saturday feature races yeah, for yeah. failing to meet the requirements of PSI. And then, and then Lewis and Nico both failed. They did. Right. And I think, Liz, didn't you find something else about, about this with, like, heating the tire? Yes. It's because um, GP2 doesn't use the tire, like, the tire warmers, whereas, yeah. like, Formula One uses, like, the blanket things. So the variable temperatures could have come into play there is what they were saying for Mercedes, which is why they got to keep their everything, and we had uh-huh. the two GP2 drivers to the back. Which makes sense. Fit. It does make sense. I think if you read the, um, the yeah. Stewart's brief, I think it does talk about in there. It talks about the variables of temperatures and, and things like that. But it's still like, like yeah. we're going to refer this to in the, the In the timing and cooling. And... Yeah. There's a lot of science that goes into it that us plebs don't necessarily know or understand. But it, like I was saying, it's the same nonsense that I've had to listen to in American football for the last year. Yeah, I, I feel bad for you, boss. I feel bad for you, New England Patriots person. I was literally just waiting for like some driver somewhere to make a Patriots joke about this, and then so then you realized, and I was like, okay. "Thank you, thank you for doing this for me. I hate everything." 
But yeah, so that team radio message, um, what they were trying to do was apparently <laughs> the time penalty was going to be 25 seconds, or that's what they assumed. So they were like, we need Lewis to build a 25-second gap so that if he got penalized 25 seconds, he'd still win the race. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it was for. And they weren't like they weren't going to distract him with details, so they were like, just push. It doesn't matter. You need to build a gap. Like, whatever. I just loved the authoritative tone of it that was like, don't ask questions. Do the just fuck do thing. what we told you. It was so school teacher or like your parents when you are in trouble. They're like, don't ask questions. Just do what we tell you to do. Yeah. Didn't Toto get on the radio and say one of them too? Like, I think at one point he was just like, like, just do it. Like, yeah. he's like, hi, dad. Dad says, just do this, and we'll explain it later. <laughs> Poor Toto having to deal with all of this, like, oh, nonsense in the last couple of races he's been at. Like, the so, deep thing about this. The part that I felt the worst for Toto was when um, Nico's car dies, right? So it's, what, two laps, three laps left, and the next minute, like, Nico Rosberg's car is on fire, and and it just pans back to the it pans back to the Mercedes garage and Toto Wolf has just got like his hand like his his head in his hand and he's just looking at the screen and and Nicky Lauder is standing behind him and like they're both just staring at this screen like they were like ten seconds away from starting to cry because Rosberg's car has just died when he's so close to taking Vettel for second. Uh, Lewis may be getting a 25 second penalty here. Like it's just not all. It's just not coming up Mercedes. No, for once. God. <laughs> for the rare occasion that that happens. True. That said, I'm I'm actually like, and this is relevant. I'm kind of looking forward to cheering for a team next year that has pretty much no chance of winning. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life. This <laughs> is a mess. The biggest Manor fan. Manor fan. The Manor fan. <laughs> the, the, the singular Manor fan. fan that Manor has. Yes. <laughs> it's fine. Representing. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, I, I keep feeling like I need to pick a team, but I'm like, I love everyone. Yeah. Everyone. Because <laughs> literally, and, and Sarah's heard me explain this before, and I'm sure people on the podcast have as well. I come from a background of working with leagues, not teams. And so I've gotten really good at being like, not impartial, but kind of like finding redeeming features in every single team, no matter how you bad are, they are. You're the freaking Pollyanna of Formula One. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like that girl from the Mean Girls movie that just wants everyone to, like, be friends and bake a cake of, like, happiness and, and flowers and things. I'm that person. I could never Much to everyone I know's annoyance, including Sarah Connors. No. <laughs> like, I hate you. You're the worst. I'm aware of that. Sorry. If I had to pick one, I'd be like Team Nico Hulkenberg. That's fair. I, I don't have to pick one, so hey. Nope. Nope. That's, that's good. Um, yeah, so Mercedes having issues. The podium was the podium. We have a friend who's a really big Massa fan, so I guess I was happy for her. That's fine. Look, one of my other favorite parts of the weekend does feature Felipe Massa, and I, if you if you haven't seen the Sky broadcast, you may have missed this. But several weeks ago, they put I think six of the drivers on oh a rowing machine and made them compete against each other. <laughs> now, I just like to point out, as someone who spent two years in rowing, 
as the person that steered the boat, because I'm four foot eleven. You're too small. Like too small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I have international titles for this shit. All I had to do was steer and yell. It was perfect for me. But the taller you are, the more of an advantage you do have in rowing. So when college are like eighteen feet tall, like yeah. Exactly. I I steered a rowing crew of eight guys. Not a single one of them was under six foot tall. Yeah, of course. So Nico Hulkenberg has a clear advantage here by being the tallest guy on the grid. Mm-hmm. And Felipe Massa was fucked before it even started. <laughs> yeah. Oh my the god. Part of it is. Did you see him struggling with that machine too? Like I felt kind of. It bad. just it really just stopped. Like he got like a hundred meters into it, and him and Pasta were like. Fuck this, we're just gonna watch. Like, they're rowing slowly and watching everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Else. Watching the real race. Kind of like, <laughs> like Lewis flies out of the gate and then just dies at the end. And Nico's like, yeah, I'm good. And, and, but they go to interview him and he's like, <laughs> and you're like, um, you probably should have given him a couple more minutes before you started talking to him. Probably. I really like the, machines are the worst. The moment when uh, Roman Grosjean just like fell off of his machine. <laughs> he, and, the, and the thing with the rowing machines is, is that your feet are tied into them. Yeah. So, so he just like keeled sideways and like talked himself into this. Yep. It was beautiful. Um, I someone made a gif of that, and I'll I'll probably be using that for the next uh, 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is my tired face. Meow. Yep, yep. So that video was excellent. I actually, yeah, I didn't see that until later, um, actually because Liz ripped it and put it on the internet. So Good work. You do. <laughs> I saw it because I generally download the Sky. I generally watch the race and then download the Sky broadcast and watch the race again. Unfortunately, on, uh, on Saturday, I forgot to check what I was downloading and downloaded the broadcast in Italian <laughs> for qualifying. It was just like, oh. Mm-hmm. I don't speak Italian. <laughs> no. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sorry, Sarah. What? That was Formula One. Wait, do we have anything else about Monza? Did anything else happen? I would like it not to disappear. Like, if we have to get rid of a race, can we get rid of Sochi, not Monza? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think if we're in like, charge, yeah, we get rid of Sochi. I know the Italians are a bit crazy and not always the world's best sports when it involves everyone that isn't Ferrari. But still, the insane Ferrari fan part of it, I, I want to experience that once. I'd rather we got rid of Sochi or Baku. Yeah. Or we don't, we don't race at Valencia, so that's okay. Wait. I was like, Valencia. I was like, dude, I wonder if Ferrari hat guy goes to Monza. I wonder. He should. Okay. He should. So in Austin and Canada, there is this guy who goes to the races, like, decked out head to toe in... Ferrari stuff, and he has like a model Ferrari that he wears on his head, and it's like <clears throat> maybe like two feet front to back, and it's like an actual model of that year's car. Like he rebuilds it every year. Um, okay, that's impressive. And it's fantastic, and I have seen him at every race I've been to. <laughs> so, well, every that's... U.S. and Canada race. Okay, I was like, wow, he goes to Europe as well. Not in Austria <laughs> or Silverstone, although that would have been hilarious. <laughs> No, I wonder if you're in the I remember you from America. Yeah. I'm from St. Petersburg, so... Look, my favorite part, speaking of hats, 
and America. My favourite part <laughs> of the US Grand Prix is is those signature team like Stetson that they gave everyone last year. Oh, I loved those so much. They're nice. They're nice. I was like, if you gotta do it, yeah, that's the way to do it. I really. I that, even, that wasn't even in America. Didn't he bring them a couple of races beforehand? He brought them to Monza. Yeah, he brought them to Monza. It was Mario Andretti brought them to Monza, and then they had them like all weekend at the U.S. Grand Prix during autograph <laughs> and it was freaking glorious. It was glorious. Glorious. Yep. Um, I saw. I think it might have been you, Liz. You said something about like wanting to see Will Stevens in one this year. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> He's so small, and the hat is so big. You have to get like a child size one, or else it'll just like drown him. Wearing like the one from Toy Story. <laughs> like the one that he has yeah. on, a little zip tie to keep it from falling off of his head. <laughs> That'd be so beautiful. <laughs> With a little man logo on it. <laughs> I hope. I hope. Yeah. Oh, speaking of manner, and I've said this with Sarah, and we tweeted it out from our uh, Twitter account. My favorite photo of the entire weekend was sassy, sassy best friend Roberto Merrick. <laughs> with his like mouth. If, if you haven't seen it, it's this fabulous photo where he's very like, hey, and he's got just the most incredible mane of hair. Like I am legit jealous of just how perfect his hair is and how much body and shine that his hair has. <laughs> like, it's not fair. You don't even appreciate what you've got. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, I think uh, Fernando Alonso's hair this weekend was slightly better. Fernando I Alonso, that. I said to someone, looks like Mufasa. He's getting that Mufasa <laughs> Lion King hair. <laughs> yeah. To which my friend pointed out, well, like, she's like, um... Have you watched The Lion King? I was like, okay, Mufasa, probably a poor reference. Let's find a different animal. I was like, uh, I was like, is there one in the Jungle Book? She's like, have you ever seen any movies? Like, okay. <laughs> I'll just stay out of the comparisons game. He looks like he, he always wear the, wears those like really mirrored sunglasses, and he always looks vaguely hungover. So it's like. <laughs> I love yeah, the I loved the weekend where he had that that eye infection or something, and they did like a photo shoot, and he's legit wearing his sunglasses for the whole photo shoot, and it's weird as hell because you can still see his eyes through them because of the flashes. It's the cool. most bizarre photo shoot you've ever seen. Was that that was this year, wasn't it? Yeah. It was this year. It was towards the start of this year. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, well. But is that is that Monza? Have we done the world? least in like least thorough recap of Monza? Nothing else happened. Literally nothing else happened. Tell me one other thing that happened in that race. Like what what else happened? Nothing. <laughs> it was so boring. I was so upset. <laughs> like Yeah, no, I got nothing. No, nothing. I was like someone no like no one had like Nico Rosberg's car caught on fire. That was it. Uh, Fernando Alonso's car started smoking, and it was like in the last lap of the race, so no one cared. Yeah, and then um, the, whole, the whole tire thing happened, and everyone forgot everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Italians were crazy. The Monza, po the Monza podium is still the best designed podium in Formula One. Yeah, it looks really cool. It, it's awesome. I love the part where they can like run out to it. I'm like, that's <laughs> awesome. Unfortunately, with Nico Rosberg's cars breaking down, we missed another great installment of Nico Speaks Every Language. 
<laughs> oh yeah, in the, in the room in the back. Yeah, that's my favorite part. Um, <laughs> it's like, I was like, oh, and, and Lewis must have been so happy because everyone was like, oh, hey, English. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, Sebastian oh. Vidal, I'm pretty sure, does not speak. He speaks Rosetta Stone Italian, but not enough to hold a conversation <laughs> with NASA. He knows how to say, yay, thank you, Ferrari. Yes, yes, yes. Pizza! Giornato! <laughs> One expression that he says every time he wins, and it's literally the same five words every time. Well, I'm surprised he doesn't, like, I was going to say, I'm surprised he doesn't speak slightly better, because he did spend an entire year driving for Toro Rosso in Italy. Yeah, true. But he spent a year when he was, like, 18. So I don't think he really learnt much at that point. I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. Wait, the only other good thing about Monza, George Lucas did the podium. In- <laughs> yes. <laughs> I admit, I kind of looked at him and was like, this could be awkward, and skipped it. He said, Happy New Year! George Lucas, where are you? (laughs) Like, you're not, what? I don't, I don't even know. You tried? Um, I think George Lucas, uh, George Lucas needs to go back to the planet where his Star Wars set is. Yeah. Because it ain't this planet. I just looked at that, I was like, oh, it's Santa! No, George Lucas. (laughs) No, no, no. Santa is David Letterman. Yes. Yeah, oh, yes, yes. Very, very, very. Um, I still, uh, look, I, I still, my favorite podium is still any podium that DC does or that they randomly pull out Mark Webber, because that's me. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you just up there, podium, go. Um, yeah, no, when they, when they ever cut to David Letterman, um, at IndyCar race, I literally had no idea what was going on. I didn't recognize him. Like, at all. I thought he was I, an old dude. <laughs> I, you know, I was like, yeah. wait, where's David Letterman? I thought they were going to interview him. Oh, they are. Retirement <laughs> yeah, is clearly uh, clearly good to David Letterman. He let himself go. He looks like the guy from Castaway. Like, what is happening? <laughs> but whiter. Yes. You know, like the beard. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of IndyCar... Let's talking about Monza. I'm, Monza. I'm done with Monza. <laughs> That's that said, Sarah, we must remind people, if they are IndyCar people and they haven't listened to our IndyCar podcast from last week, oh, yeah. go and do it. Go do Pause, that. Go and listen. Come back. It's good. It's good stuff, I think. I don't know. I'd it, was it was good. It, it was good. It was popular on iTunes. Yeah. I don't know. It was fun. I, I had a really good time with IndyCar this year, like, despite all the shit. It was fun. I don't know. <laughs> All right, go listen to that other podcast. Come back. Yeah, um, yeah, go listen to the IndyCar. We talked a lot about it then. Yes. Um, I'm still, like, I still can't believe how awesome that last race was and, like, how freaking dull F1 felt after that. Like, was Especially it just with Monza. Like, yeah. you went from Sonoma to Monza, and then it was like, this is not IndyCar at all. Yeah, no. I mean... This is and Monza should be fun. And F1 should be fun because, you know, it's F1 and it's glamorous, yada, yada, yada. You're like, uh, no, this is, you know, boring. Yeah. I, and, I, you know, I didn't really know what to expect from Sonoma, I guess. But, you know, especially considering where, um, you know, it, it seemed to be pretty obvious how things were going to shake out. And then they just freaking didn't. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, that's how racing should be. I shouldn't go into the race weekend being able to bet on, like, 
the same damn people winning everything all the time and the same damn people crashing all the time. <laughs> like, your brother is lucky. But no, I'm, I, that's absurd. Uh, and I just, yeah, we should make Formula One more like IndyCar. Everyone should yeah. run Mercedes or Ferrari engines. <laughs> we'll see that. <laughs> something like the year is 2020 everyone in the series is running mercedes or ferrari engines f1 has become global indycar <laughs> and, and i was like this sounds great <laughs> and then you gave me shit which now i realize was a joke you gotta spell the shit out for me I I'm do, a bit I do. it's fine um no i don't think that should happen i think that there should be more um you know teams that are providing their own engines like it's it's it sucks that Honda sucks so much this year, but it's great that they tried. Um, I, <laughs> it's, it's great that they tried, except for the head of their program for Honda was getting fired. Oh, good. Um, you tried. <laughs> you failed. Bye. The whole, thing, the whole thing with how next year, like, Red Bull wanted Mercedes engines. I'm really glad that Mercedes said no. First of all, <laughs> fuck you, Red Bull. And second of all, because... Maybe that means that, like, Audi will come in and I'll be able to make fun of Audi all the time. Like, please give me this. Here's the thing. If you're Red Bull, if you're Mercedes, you don't give Red Bull your engine. No. You've spent, no. You've spent the last seven years losing to them. No. Why would you give them your engine? Give it to the teams that can't design an aerodynamic package to save themselves. I not Red Bull. <laughs> Dude, did you, did you whisper manner there quietly? Quietly <laughs> manner into the void. Well, isn't, isn't, isn't the rumor that manner could be getting Mercedes engines? Yeah, that's, that's what is. I just said. Um, that's what they said this morning. Um, there was a news article that said something like, you know, Mercedes, since they're not going to have Lotus next year, and since they said fuck you to Red Bull, they're thinking about giving manner engines. They're also thinking about possibly if everything shakes out they'll put pascal Verline in one of the cars so that look that, that thing said the the idea of putting a mana engine and uh, not a mana engine a mercedes engine in a mana i was trying to find a really good analogy for this and the best thing i could come up it's like putting a turbo in a hearse That's so sad. <laughs> how would you say that <laughs> well, because, like, I was trying to think of the slowest thing imaginable that just makes no sense to put a big man engine. I'm sorry, Liz. I'm being <laughs> I know. It's, it's fine. I know. It's fine. I, I, I do the same thing. <laughs> I feel really bad because normally I can rag on them and, and say what I care. But now there's someone here who legitimately cares about them as a team. Well, here's the like, thing. <laughs> Liz, tell the story of how you became a manor fan. It was... It started as a joke, actually. Um, yeah, it was the U.S. Grand Prix, and they didn't show up. So it was, at that point, it was like, you know, maybe if they come back, Alex Rossi will drive for them. I guess I can root for yeah, them. Was, it, was this last season? This was yeah, it was last year. Yeah. Because they, they ran out of money right before the U.S. Grand Prix, so they didn't come to that. Yeah. 
I actually remember I was flying to Canada uh, just before uh, Abu Dhabi, and, yeah, and I was in the yeah. and I was in the Abu Dhabi airport for twelve hours overnight oh. on the like the Wednesday and Thursday, and it was when like they weren't sure if Manor was coming because stuff had come and they hadn't oh, come yeah, and all that stuff. <laughs> so I'm in the Abu Dhabi airport, like sleep deprived and all get up, sitting on this chair. And I was like, I'm going to sit here for two hours and see if I can see, like, I was like, I'm going to sit here till the plane stop landing and see if anyone gets off anything in a manner uniform. <laughs> that's, that's so upsetting. I was going to be full undercover and then all the planes landed and no one in manner gear got off and I went and slept under a table. That's so sad. <laughs> it was sad. I'll never forget, like, sitting in your apartment and... <laughs> It would be really funny if we became the biggest Marusha fans ever. Like, ironically. And here we are today. I took it to heart. See, like, by the time Abu Dhabi happened, I, that was what sold me as a Manor fan. Like, a Marusha fan at that point, which is really sad. But, it was, you know, they tried so hard to get there, and I was like, I can respect that. And I didn't think they were going to come back, so I was like, well, it's fine if I'm their fan, like. They're not going to be a thing anymore. Unfortunately. And then Will Stevens happened. Yeah, and then Will Stevens happened, and I was sold. I gotta admit, old school Will Stevens photos, like two or three years old. They're hilarious. I was like, oh my god, you could not be full. You could not be more. What is it? Every way in Essex. He just looks like he's gonna go for a cheeky Nando's with the lads, like literally. <laughs> I don't get cheeky Nando's. <laughs> Wait, you don't get it, really? I don't understand why they say cheeky Nando's. Oh, Nando's is a restaurant, okay? I know what Nando's is. We what have Nando's in Australia. It's like a thing for like dudes to do. You go for a cheeky Nando's when you're like hungover, and I don't know, it's something. You go and you hang out with your bros at Nando's, and that's what they call a cheeky Nando's with the lads. That's it. That's all it is. It's dumb as hell. <laughs> like most things. Really... The podcast can't see the look of puzzlement on my face. Yeah. <laughs> no, same. I don't know. England. Uh, England. That could be so many things. Uh, England. I know. I know. Literally. <laughs> my struggle is so real. Um. So yeah, that's that's basically. If we, I guess that's talking about IndyCar. Um. Did you see Tony Kanan's Players Tribune piece? He did a Players Tribune. I've seen it. I haven't read it yet. It's on my list in the corner here. It was super good. It was. It was really, really well put I'm together. looking. Yeah. I'm looking forward to reading it. Like, uh, Players Tribune is is excellent. They've got a great team of ghost writers there because that's what they have. They have yeah. a great team of ghost writers who work with athletes to get really the best understanding and the, the best stories there. Oh, trust me. They're I didn't excellent. think any of the hockey players that ever wrote there were that eloquent. Trust me. <laughs> oh, God. They're not. <laughs> no. No, no. We're lucky that they can they, they can string enough words together to tweet. Right, exactly. And sometimes they can't. So there you right. go. Um, yeah, so give that a read if you haven't. Uh, we'll link it in the post with this uh, this podcast so you can check it out. Um, let's see, what else? Formula E. There hasn't really been much of Formula E since testing ended, but except that Andretti is going back to their season one engines, which 
I don't know how I feel about it. They still don't have a second driver either. <sighs> Definitely. Wait, they have that. What is his name again? Robin. I can't pronounce it. Robin yeah. the Frasians? Frasians? I still don't know if he's confirmed, though. He was confirmed for testing, and he did the testing. Yeah. He was fine. But I don't know if he's actually racing. I don't know either. I haven't heard anything, like, confirmation-wise, so... Um, Nelson Piquet Jr. is going to drive in the Race of Champions. Yes. Uh, popping up with... ...to drive in the Race of Champions. Um, yeah. Where oh, is it this year? England? Sorry? Yeah, it's in London. It's in England. Okay. It's at, I think it's at Wembley. I think the drivers are probably a little bit disappointed, because last year I think it was in Barbados. It was in Barbados. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Daniel Ricciardo is disappointed he decided to sign up now. <laughs> Although, I think he was supposed to do it two years ago when it got cancelled. So... Uh, uh, potentially. This year it's him and Mick Doohan, who is actually a motorcycle racer who also races cars. A lot of the times the USA team is like X Games guys and yeah. I mean, that makes sense because the things they drive are kind of X Gamesy. So Well I mean Mick Doohan I don't know if he still holds the record for most world championships. Rossi may have taken that off him. Mm-hmm. Um but he did like he's he's such a good four wheel driver that he did actually test Formula One cars at one point. Oh, wow. That's so cool. he's, uh, I don't know whether they put him in a Formula One car as a stunt, but he drove a Formula One car well enough to hold his own in testing. Nice. Um, Australia. I tweeted today, I was like, all right, so Nelson Piquet Jr., that's fine. Where's Team USA? Because <laughs> as you do when you're me. Um, and some British... Who's it going to be? No, listen. Some British dude was like, oh... Team USA, there's not always a Team USA, you know. Like, they do it based on who wants to show up and not, like, anything else. And I was like, yes. Where's Team Um, USA? (laughs) Like, literally my response to him was, where's Team USA? And then my second response was, oh, he said something like, the USA doesn't have champions or something like that. And I was like, well, Team UK last year wasn't exactly champions ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team <laughs> Scotland last year was Susie Wolf and David Coulthard. Oh, they were and they won things. They were Team. Oh, they were Team GP. Yeah, dude. Like this guy was like, oh, you're yeah, you're right. <laughs> In his place. Okay, Sarah, if you could pick your Team USA, who would it be? I oh, I, I, I would pay actual money to see Joseph Newgarden in the oh race of champions. No. <laughs> I would want, oh my god, I have so many, like, Joseph Newgarden <laughs> and Scott Speed. Yes. Oh my god. Do Alex Rossi? But Alex Rossi is too serious. Like, I want... But Connor Daly would be good. Connor Daly would also be good. Like, <laughs> Connor Daly needs a full-time IndyCar drive before Connor he can do really everything. I, he's so great. He's, okay, Saski, I don't know if you saw this, but um, I went to the groceries. No, I didn't even go to the grocery store the other day. I went. I thought this story was gonna be like I went to the grocery store and saw Connor Daly. I wish <laughs> that might happen when they're in Boston, and I'm like, please. Um, no. I woke up and I had worn my Connor Daly like IndyCar shirt to bed, and I went into the kitchen to make breakfast, and I opened my I opened my refrigerator, and my roommate Josh had bought Smithfield brand bacon. Who is Connor Daly's main sponsor? 
Smithfield bacon, which was on my shirt, which was also on the bacon in my fridge. Like, it was I was not awake for this to happen. Um, we, I, I was about to say, I know we made a, we made a reference uh, in our notes here to talk about GP2, but speaking of sponsors, I've, I've gotten a good laugh lately because unpopular person I like on this podcast, Mitch Evans' new sponsor, is this chocolate brand from New Zealand, and it's amazing chocolate, like, it's fucking great, oh, really? but he tweeted the other day, he's like, hey, uh, when you get a chocolate sponsor, you're definitely the most popular person on the team, well, and all I can think of is thinking that is like Connor Daly coming in and being like, guys, I bought bacon, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> everyone, everyone get a barbecue, we're having bacon. Um, Alex Rossi is sponsored by the Alaska Coffee Roasting Company. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. You'd be like, guys, guys, I bought chocolate. Yep. No, I like that. There's, there's, some, there's some hilariously obscure sponsors out there when you get into IndyCar, you get into GP2 and 3 and um, all of those ones. You know why Sebastian Bourdais' car is so electric lime green? Uh, yes, because it's hydroxycut? It's hydroxycut. <laughs> what the hell is for those, who, for those who don't know what hydroxycut is, hydroxycut is a weight loss thing. Sebastian well, Bourdais already looks like a skeleton. I don't... <laughs> I don't think Sebastian Bourdais is a great brand ambassador for, for Hydroxica. Maybe maybe they could sponsor one Pablo Montoya. No, no, that's mean. That's mean. <laughs> I know it's mean. I love the fact that he's like, I'm me, I do me, I still win things. True. True. I also liked how salty he was after the last race. That was nice. So salty. <laughs> like the ocean salty. Yeah. It was quite good. It was beautiful. Um, yeah, so Team America. My Team America would be Joseph and Huda and Scott Speed. Liz, who would yours be? Um, I would actually probably do Joseph and Connor Daly. Yeah. Just, I th- that would be a good team. That's fair. That's fair. If I had to pick Team Australia, we know who my Team Australia is. <laughs> Let me guess. Mark Webber and Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> so difficult. Let's... Every time they're like, oh, like they should be current drivers. I'm like, McDuin is nearly 50, so don't you start telling me they should be current. Pretty sure David Coulthard is a commentator on TV. Yeah, yeah, he's not even a real driver anymore. Get out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I will probably lay in bed hungover and watch Race of Champions again this year, like last year, which was really fun. I I kind of oh no wait Team Germany is already um it's Vettel and Hulkenberg it's it's, it's seventy girl oh, I'm okay with that let's let's <laughs> add another trophy let's add another trophy to Nick and Hulkenberg's cabinet that isn't a Formula One trophy in that in that oh. that um <laughs> in that rowing in that rowing thing they're like you just you make a great habit of winning things lately Nico and you could just see his face go but not the ones I won hashtag rude. <laughs> Um, You're just like, ooh. Yeah, that hurts. Um, that's, I mean, that's cool. I was kind of hoping that Pascal Verlein would do it again, because he was pretty good last year. Yeah. Um, has Team GB been announced? Wasn't Julian Palmer on it last year? Or no, it was, uh, no. I was like, it was Susie and, it was Susie and DC. Yes, I'm sorry. I was trying to think of, like, the baby drivers that were in it last year, and it wasn't Julian Palmer, it was Esteban Ocon. Yeah. 
and he Ooh. that's very baby driver. <laughs> yeah, well he made the final against DC. And that was pretty cool. So look, my favorite part from last year's Race of Champions was the tweet series of uh, Susie Wolf retelling how Toto took down one of his rally championships so she could put her trophy up. <laughs> Hashtag life goals. Yeah. They really they really are like the life goals couple. Like 100%. Yeah. I, I think I sent you that photo of the pair of them racing the other weekend. I was like, I want this. How do I get this? <laughs> this would be a nice life to have. Um, okay, thank you. I just, we need some time to talk about GP2 because I had so many feelings. Me too. <laughs> you guys, we got to hear the Star Spangled Banner. I, I like it to say I'm not going to lie. I actually like teared up a little bit. Like, <laughs> like, oh god. I had my America flag shirt on and I was just gone. Me too. I, I didn't get as teary because I did hear the Australian anthem three times last year, thanks to Dan Rick. And the New Zealand anthem is God Save the Queen, so it's a bit kind of funny in that sense. It's God Save the Queen, aka Actually, no, no, no. It's, I don't think it's God Save the Queen. It's, um,. God defend New Zealand. That's what it is. Sorry, my my New Zealander mother is already like staring at me from this. I was gonna say, God save the Queen is definitely probably not anything anyone else besides England wants to have as their end. Well, it still has. I think it still actually has aspects of it in it. New Zealand. New Zealand has decided lately that they don't want to be Australia, so they're getting a new flag. That's. Because uh, essentially, the New Zealand flag is the Australian flag with different colours. Um, but you got to, you, you got Alex Rossi. I did. You got he Alex did. Rossi. No, I was so happy. I mean, like, obviously, obviously our 4th of July experience will never be topped. No, that was really good. That was amazing. <laughs> I just, like, but getting to see on TV, like, a podium of international drivers in an international sport, kinda, where <laughs> the Star Spangled Banner plays on the top step, like, Ugh! what? All I've ever wanted. I, that's all I've ever wanted. We have no chance of this happening in F1. No. Wow. I, I, I look. I wish I could not sympathize or like. You don't understand. I could understand. Yeah, no, because Australia doesn't do national pride like like America does. It's it's not what we do. Like it's we don't. Right. You Good work, Australia, but it's not like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is how I describe you two. It's like, yeah, America. Yeah, like, sparkly eagles. Firework of sparkly eagles right now, I would. Look, but here's I, the thing. If you could figure out a way to put a gif on the front of your shirt, you would never that. wear anything but that sparkly eagle gif. Yeah, like, that would be your wardrobe. It would be like, a suit and a sparkly eagle. Jeez, sparkly eagle. Um, I don't think you understand. Like, we're going to the juniors in Finland in January, and I'm buying a bald eagle onesie to wear. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not kidding. And I'm gonna have Sarah, 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 Sarah. I know you well enough to know that when it comes to America, you are never kidding. <laughs> that means so much. <clears throat> that means so much to me, Saski. Cause I'm not ever, <laughs> literally ever. Um, but yeah, it was basically more than I like anything I ever imagined ever. Cause we missed his last win. I think he won like last year at some point. 
Um, yeah, I. It's it's uh, as 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 the token team Mitch Evans member of this podcast. Uh, it's been a while for that one as well. So it's a bit like it's all of our favourites this weekend. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. No, Rossi won last weekend, but we were or the weekend before. We're at Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. So we oh, okay, okay. I get you. I yeah. get you. You missed it. Yeah. But the yes, point is, I had, I had never watched anything associated with Formula One where we got to hear the Star Spangled Banner, and yeah, I got chills. I was, I was like, just imagine if this happened in F1. Imagine, like, I, I don't know. I, I think I slept I through remember. the race. I, I don't remember. I just woke up to like text messages on my phone. I rolled over, and my friend was messaging me, and it was just pictures of the podium, and I was like. <laughs> I messaged him back. I was like, did they turn back his disqualification? My friend's like, no, no. He managed to get from 23rd to 3rd. I was like, oh, yeah. I probably should have gotten up for this. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, oh, he's last. Oh, well, I'm going to sleep in. Mm, missed potentially quite a good drive. And then the next morning, of course, I didn't get up because the GP2 sprint race is at 4.35 a.m. Yep. Yeah. East Coast time. And I love me some GP2, but I love sleep more than I love Liz, you stayed up for it, didn't you? Yeah, I was up for it. It's 3.30 for me. <laughs> Such a big difference. An yeah. hour. Yep. I, I think I, I got, wasn't yeah. a fan of the results, so I was like, I could have slept. Yeah. I, see, I used to get spoiled because in Australia... GP3 would start at, like, 6 p.m., or, or GP3 would be, like, uh, 4.35, and then GP2 would be, like, 6.30 at night, and then I'd get the, the driver's parade and then all of that, and the race would start at 10 and finish just before midnight on a Sunday, and then I'd go to bed. It was great. And now I'm just, like, haven't seen now a have GP2 to race this in America. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, what the fuck did I get myself into when I moved here? It's fine. Why would I throw away such good Formula One watching times for 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning? It's kind of the worst, but also whatever. Yeah. Speaking of which, what time is the race next race? I have okay, so which? You know, I can look it up. I have, I have the app, the the link to when is the Formula One open on my computer here. <laughs> I have this bookmark just in case. The Singapore Grand Prix is 11 hour, eleven days, 9 hours, 46 minutes, and it's at 8 a.m. our time because it's a night race. Oh, why? Remember? Why? They sleep on European time. Someday my sleep deprivation will return from the war. I don't know when that day will be. Never. <laughs> Not one day soon. Between Honestly, between Formula One and soccer, like I used to sleep until like 10 on weekends. And I don't anymore, ever. Yeah. Well, I do because I don't get home from work on weekends till 2.33 in the morning. And I'm like, you know what I like? I like sleep. Sleep is good. So that's basically, we caught up on the Sarah Knows It All segment of Sarah being our unofficial expert on every formula that isn't <laughs> Wait, no, Formula One. No, we no, and that's true. I'm not disputing you on that. I respect your authority. We forgot one. What did we forget? Liz is going to World Endurance Championship. Yes, I am. We can. Yes. Please talk about this, including your amazing flag that you've made for it. Because it. <laughs> so I made a Louis Duval flag that says what is what is drop it Louis gets hot and <laughs> 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 
I'm so excited to bring this to Coda and carry it around with me all day. It's going to be really great. <laughs> you have to take 8 billion pictures of this, please. I am definitely going to do the thing. Loic Duval has apparently already seen it. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. I was like, I don't know how that happened. I just tweeted it at Coda because I was like, they'll appreciate it. Yeah. They're like fun. They're fine. Fine. Apparently, I don't I don't know a whole lot about World Endurance Championships. Like, I occasionally catch pieces of it, but it's always, like, it's so long. And yeah. I have three, so. <laughs> well, I, I think that's the point of the endurance yeah. race. Yeah, it is. I don't have the endurance yeah. to watch it. <laughs> I often watch, like, the first little bit and then watch the end. Like, I'll have it on in the background while I'm doing things. That being said, last year, my friend and I woke up. I think we went and did something, and we came back to watch the end of, I think it was Brazil. And we were on the bus, and I was like, oh, oh, um, we might want to get home to watch this. So we get home and open the screen, and it's like them extricating Mark Webber out of a car. I'm like, mm. yeah, see, I did the same thing. I, like, hurried home, and I was like, I'm going to watch the end of this, and it's like Mark Webber's crash. I'm like, oh. Um, yeah, and we're oh. like, this doesn't, like, we're literally looking at this car, which is, like, split in two practically and half on fire. And I'm like, oh. oh, I remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, if you, so, so. I think I saw maybe an interview or a quote from his uh, his book, which is thankfully coming out in England soon, so I can not pay $20 for the e-version. Because um, I'm a cheap bastard. Um, they talked to his partner. I think that's the best way to say it. And she's like, this is the only time I've watched him crash and actually been, like, genuinely freaked out. She's like, like, everything else is fine. Like, he flipped a car in Valencia and didn't care. That was fine. He got out of it because this, this was concerning. And we just turned the TV on and we were like, uh. Yeah, that's Sweet. Nice. Sweet, Weck. I really want to go to a Weck race, I have to admit, though. Like, I don't know. I really, I really want to do Le Mans. Like, it's right at the top of yeah. my sporting events I want to go to list. Same. Which is a legitimate list, actually. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, Liz, you have a mission also, aside from what you all. Please find Patrick Dempsey. Yes. Oh, my God, I'm doing it. <laughs> please get a selfie with him. And I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going to get one with uh, Lucas DeGrassi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, the jaywalker. Please. <laughs> Where's he going to jaywalk this time? <laughs> <laughs> Can you jaywalk a track? We'll find out. I'm. It's my mission. I'll find out. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, like, make it a point to find all of the Formula E drivers that hang out around WEC and, like, do the thing. I will. <laughs> Anyways, I'm, I'm probably, I'll probably watch that. I don't know where I'm going to be. That's, like, the same week in Singapore, right? It's this weekend. Yeah, it's the same weekend in Singapore. I gotta, ooh, wait, the race is, it's the same weekend in Singapore, or is it the week, yeah. this weekend? Nope. Okay, so next weekend. Mm-hmm. Next weekend. Ah. Yep. I have to make it. <laughs> I know. This the race is on Saturday, though. All I have to do this weekend is watch a soccer game, and I think it starts at, like, a reasonable hour, which is different. And, uh, well, yeah. NHL training camps open this weekend, don't they? Or is it, is it Friday, or is it Monday next week? No, it's this weekend. Oh, Sarah no. and I are both just like, oh, God, no. <laughs> I thought I had free time. Well, free time will never return from the war ever. Sorry, sorry for sorry for ruining your your moment there. Yeah, I know, right? Hockey season is back, and everyone's like, "Yeah!" And you and I are like, "We don't have time for this right now." I can't even. 
Everyone's like, is it October yet? No, keep it that way. First of all, I know I know some people enjoy all the pumpkin bullshit. I'm not. <laughs> some people go get pumpkin spice lattes when it's 95 degrees out. Yeah, right. some people do. <laughs> How was the best spice latte? You it was, best best it was not the best that I've ever had, though, which was disappointing because I actually left the house today to do that <laughs> and just that. No. I, I gotta tell you what the best thing I'm looking forward to for October and you are gonna laugh at me because you're both American Halloween we don't I do Halloween. Halloween in Australia <laughs> like we kind of do we're trying to adopt it but it's not really a thing and everyone's like oh we've got all these parties I get to wear costumes I'm so um, I think no yeah I'm actually going to a party this year um, my friend Andrea's friend Joe has a Halloween party every year, and he loves Halloween so much that he also has a, like, it's half the year until Halloween party, and, like, <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Yeah, no, Halloween is his absolute favorite holiday, so I, I need to figure out a costume, though, like, I don't know, I don't know. Can I go with, I wonder if I can go with Susie Wolf. No one would get it, though, that's the point. Yeah, that's the thing, I want to do something that people get. I might go as a yeah. Mad Max character. We'll see. You should do it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I want something where I get to make a costume. I live for that part of it. I don't care about the rest of it. I'm just like, yeah, I get to make a costume. Make a costume and, like, sit in your apartment. Like, hell yeah, I made a costume. Everything. I went as, I think I think the last time I had, went to an actual Halloween party, I went as, like, burlesque vampire or something. It was a lot of hot pants and a lot of fake blood made out of strawberry syrup. I smelled yep. amazing. <laughs> I think it was like zombie burlesque or something. I don't remember. I looked fabulous. Um, <laughs> I I one, time, one time I went to a Sailor Moon burlesque show. Because I did. It was freaking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, my, I remember my dad telling me he went to a Star Wars themed burlesque show once with Jabba the Slut. Oh, dear. <laughs> it was like, it's, his, that's his, it's still his favorite burlesque name to this day. It sounded like a really good idea until that part. I'm just trying to imagine Jabba the Hutt as a burlesque performer. No, I think we need to move on to our last topic for this podcast. Other general F1 bullshit. Oh, yeah. Manor in the Mercedes engines. We talked about that. Tick. Nico Hulkenberg pictures of him just, like, snuggling his Le Mans trophy. The look on his face makes that photo. He's got, like, all of his race hanging out, and he's just, like, hanging out with his trophy. And I I just, I love it. He's so great. I wonder if he... There's that quirk of the eyebrow that is like, yeah, I know you love this. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not gonna go there. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) Dan Ricardo has... Daniel Ricardo's Instagram. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say I was not as amused by today's as I was by him singing Beyonce. I'm totally Beyonce amused for this. <laughs> yeah, Beyonce was great. I showed non-Formula One people Beyonce. Yeah. I showed non-Formula One people Beyonce and they thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. I, yes. Exactly. I, look, I'm just glad, to, like, like, he, so there's a tweet that was going around and it was like Lewis Hamilton's Instagram compared to Dan Ricardo's Instagram so it was a picture of like Lewis at like some uh, red carpet and then the other one was Dan shoving a pepper in his mouth <laughs> I was like, here's the difference between these two that is a very good 
like representation of the two of them because Lewis is really humorous and that's fine. And Dan is absolutely not. And that's awesome. <laughs> Dan like, is just like you, Dan, you guys. Dan is like every quintessential Australian bloke I know. Just <laughs> absurd. What is the Australian equivalent of Cheeky Nando's? <laughs> oh God, I don't know. Do you know what I do? You know, you know what? Like, I don't think it's the same equivalent. But here's 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 one of my favorite Australian things that I love telling people about. You know, we have a game in Australia, right? It's called Goon of Fortune. You know, do you know what Goon is? No, no. Goon is what we call the cheap wine that comes in oh, like no. a box. <laughs> oh no! Oh right? no! I so, see where this is going. Do you have? Do you guys have hills hoist clotheslines? Do you have those clotheslines that are like squares and they spin around on a stick? Oh no! I know where this is going. Okay. So we have a we have a quintessentially Australian clothesline. It's called a hills hoist. It's basically a central post, and then it's got like essentially a square on it. No, no, no I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. yeah. We call them the Hills Hoist. And so what you do is you get everyone, and everyone makes a circle around the Hills Hoist, and you peg the bag of goon to the clothesline, and you spin it. And whoever it lands on has to drink as much as possible straight up. And then you spin it again, and you basically keep drinking. And you just leave it on the bag is empty. And then you get another bag until everyone is dead. Basically, that's the gist of the game. We have an equivalent of that that does not involve a clothesline, but it does involve a bag, and it involves slapping the bag, and then, I don't know, I've never played it. I would not ever play that. That's... I would admit I've never played Goon of Fortune, but I have seen it. Right. Because you're Australian. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. It, it is our game. It is It is one of our popular cultural National pastimes. pastime. Right yeah, we've got a few of them. None of them appropriate for none of them appropriate for anybody really. Um. So yeah, Dan's Instagram is great. TLDR, I love Dan. <laughs> TLDR, Dan is good. Please never change. Dan is like a little taste of IndyCar in F1, with like yeah, 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 yeah. I can just imagine being the Red Bull PR person, just being like, "Yep, Dan. Yep. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you do you." Buddy. <laughs> you, I'll be back over here with my Valium. Yep. Yeah, which made it even better when, um, did you see that he and Marco Andretti swapped helmets? Yes. Yeah. I was there for that. That's great. That's great. So, yeah. Well, the last two things on our list. A, everyone had babies last week, it appears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um... Yeah, how did Vettel keep that a secret from literally everyone for forever? I didn't well, even know him. I think it had been Girlfriend announced. Was. Like, well, I think I think uh, I think Bernie told everyone like two or three weeks ago. Like, oh yeah, Seb has Seb's got another kid coming. To be honest, I thought that was I mean, a rumor that like was really unfounded, and then it suddenly wasn't, and I was like, <laughs> that's here's the thing though. Right. Like, and, and and full respect to Seb, that's how he lives his life. We haven't seen his missus since. Like, before the first kid arrived, we have never seen the first child, which is fine. Like, legit, like, good on him. I have an enormous amount of respect for how he manages to keep his family out of the public eye. But it's also kind of, like, gossiping. The current rumors are discussing what he's called the second child, so that's going to be funny. Yeah. It is a little bit funny, too, when you compare, like, how he handles all that stuff with the fact that, like, Nico Rosberg paraded 
uh, his wife out in front of the crowd at Silverstone <laughs> to like show off her baby bump. Like you, yep. what are you doing? What are any? Yeah. Well, like I don't understand any of you. I mean, obviously they're two very different Germans. Right. Yeah. And I, mean, I think there's also the fact that Nico Rosberg has grown up his entire life in the public eye. Being right. in the public eye is just part of a part of it for him. Whereas Seb has always, uh, Sebastian Vettel has always been a very private kind of guy. True. Side note, remember, Liz, remember in Canada when we were walking the track and I, like, said something angry and sarcastic about <laughs> Nico not being German? Yeah. <laughs> angry Finnish ladies behind me were like, well, then what is he? <laughs> He's not one of ours. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, no, I didn't mean it. Oh, no. <laughs> fucked up. No sense of humor there. Well, they're Finnish, obviously. That's, that's true. <laughs> Wait, I forgot one more thing. Kimi Räikkönen, meanwhile, came out with his own line of drinks, which we're gonna go find in Finland when we go there in December. It's it's like what? a gin. Yeah. Oh my God. He has like a real Twitter account now, but it's just to promote his line of drinks. Which I are thought it was a, I thought it was Photoshop, like oh, a joke at first, and then I clicked on it and it was actually real. Yeah, it's like a gin and tonic in a can. Yeah, it's, it's real classy. Hey. <laughs> Hey, I love me some gin and anything, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, but would you buy um, and a gin and tonic that was pre-mixed? I would hope you I are would, better than I, that. I would if I was going somewhere and I didn't have a bottle to take with me and I didn't want to buy a full bottle. Okay. That's but good. generally, I keep at least a good, you know, liter or two of gin in my room at all times. That's fair. That's fair. Australia. <laughs> so he's got this... Um, He's got a line of drinks now. Do you reckon being Kimi Räikkönen's PR person would have to be the hardest PR job on the grid? Yeah, because anytime he says anything, it's stupid. Like, what? <laughs> I've, and, and, and up until, like, the last week. That being said, partnering him with Vettel, you've seen a little bit more of a personality this season. Like, he's actually managed to smile occasionally. Yeah, but I don't care. The PR person doesn't care about that. The PR person just cares that he doesn't say anything like, Oh, I missed the podium thing because I was having a shit. Like, <laughs> who are you? Well, yeah, yeah. The PR person. I mean, not cute. Imagine being, imagine being the fact that, like, how hard it must be to try and get him to do anything. PR interviews for magazines. He's like, I'm not doing that. You're like, uh, you imagine like, imagine his PR person and then Valtteri Bottas's PR person and how much Kimmy's have- PR person must hate. You know what? I have to say, if you're on Tumblr, someone needs to check out the the, the bot sass Tumblr feed, because I get so much glorious amusement out of this Tumblr feed. Um, If you haven't seen it, it's basically pictures of Valtteri Bottas with sassy, bitchy, sarcastic comments, (laughs) like, like, texted over the top of them. It's glorious. It's just, there's a great photo, uh, there's, they've taken the photo of, of him talking to Felipe Nazar, Felipe Massa, and then Felipe Massa's son, Felipe, Filipino, or whatever it is, and it was like, I just say Felipe, and they all come. Be smart, don't name your Donald Nicola. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Well, do we have anything left on our list to talk about? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Except for Lewis except for Lewis's hair. 
Lewis's hair is glorious. <laughs> I will not hear anything else from anyone about it, okay? That's it. That's literally as it. The daughter love... of the, as the daughter of a hairdresser? Nuh-uh. Listen, I love that he's making life choices and he's not giving fucks about anyone. And that's <laughs> To be honest, I actually respect that. That article that he that was up this week on the BBC was great. Yeah. It mm-hmm. actually made me like him, which... It's difficult. Yeah. Wins all the time. Team Nico Nico Rosberg over here. Please not care about who wins. Come on, Haas, get your quicker. I don't want to care anymore. I don't want to have all these sad emotions about things. Like, just let me remember Oh, and I was thinking about this. Like, (laughs) if Manor gets Mercedes engines and Haas has the shitty Ferrari engines and the, the Honda is still farting around at the back of the grid. Who is the backmarker? We could have a backmarker battle! <laughs> Someone might get points! Sometimes! Could you imagine? I'm literally <laughs> thinking about it. Like, I need this. Oh my god. Yeah, I... Now, was it... now, quick question. Was it you that watched the 2005 Grand Prix this week, recently? Yes. The US Grand Prix this week? Yeah, where a minority scored points. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and because did you did you watch the full did you watch the full broadcast or just the race? Uh I watched the whole beginning broadcast. Not Can after- we pull Stoddart back, please. <laughs> the angry Australian guy who ran a team. Can we have him back? Because oh I missed that. He was he was he was so Australian. Literally in that podcast, he's like, "Am I allowed to say what I think?" They're like, "Yeah, well then." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck all y'all. But yeah, no, that, that, that yeah. summary, was, fuck everyone. I actually fell asleep halfway through because I had just biked 36 miles and I couldn't take it anymore. Like, I just passed out. But uh, I watched the important part, which was the pre-race nonsense. And also, it makes me really excited to go to the Indy 500 next year. Yeah. I am crossing fingers and hoping that's, that's, that's happening. It's honestly, you should be able to take a bus there. It's not that far. Yeah, I'm going to have to Google that. <laughs> yep, yep. So, well, yeah, it's like four hours to Detroit for you, and then I think it's only, oh, my God, there's a bug on me. <laughs> Definitely not editing that out of the podcast. But on the there's a bug on you, that's probably a good place for us to wrap up. We'll be going for quite a while. Yeah, fine. <laughs> All right. Well, look. Liz, thank you so much for joining us. Everybody can now realize what the insanity of this is. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> to anyone who's still listening right now, I'm so sorry. Thank you, <laughs> Sarah. Thanks for telling me to talk less. You're a mole. I didn't. So that's fine. <laughs> I know. It's never going to happen. Sorry. I've had three gins. I'm in a good mood. Everything is fine. But yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll catch you guys after Singapore. <laughs>